What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. And it's been it's been a little while. <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta let the people know why. Address the people. Yeah, there's been two weeks of no podcast, which yeah. really crushed my soul. It really crushed my soul as well. We were doing so good. We overcame so many obstacles to make sure that it got out every week. I know. The one obstacle that we couldn't overcome was having no voice. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> two weeks crucial. ago, I had absolutely no voice. Yeah. Um. So not not good for a podcast. No. Terrible. It was bad, yeah. I ended up having strep throat. Got my antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Felt better after a little bit. Then yep. one week later on <laughs> Thursday, Catherine starts feeling sick. Yeah. I think it's strep throat. It was I mean a a licensed professional yeah, that guy told was me it was not. Mm, I don't I had a I sinus infection and uh He didn't made, even test did do any tests or anything. He thumped my face real hard. That is not see. Yeah, that's just kind of backing up my claim that that. Well, guy I mean, was he quack. looked. He looked in into my face and stuff. I think you had strep throat. We work in a van together. And I had strep throat. It's contagious, and then you had the exact same symptoms. But I didn't. We didn't have the same symptoms. You keep saying that we didn't have the same symptoms. Neither of us had other a voice than two other than the voice thing. Yeah. We didn't have the voice, but. Yeah, we do. That's, I think he, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. We do yes. need to be mindful, though, of um, <laughs> the direction the fan is blowing when one of yeah. us is sick, because yeah. we did have the fan directly behind you blowing towards me. Yeah. While you were ill, so. But you, you, know, didn't, even, you didn't even catch what I had because you had something Correct. else. That's but true. That guy was probably a quack, and but, but we're feeling better now. Yeah, we're all better. Everyone's better. Our voices better. are back, so yeah. we should be good for at least another couple years. I'd say, yeah, I for think sure. so. For sure. But it did. It felt bad missing two weeks in a row. And this is our 30th episode. So it felt this like. Is? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it felt like we were stuck at 29. And then. Well, this one's going to be extra special because <laughs> we have so much pent up knowledge and just yeah, stuff to talk about. Just so much. Yeah. To say. So much to say. So let's let's get into it. What are yeah. we going to be talking about? I think we're going to meander a little bit. We have a couple things. Yeah, we we have, touch we're going to bounce around. But I think the main thing that we are. The main thing we want to talk about was analysis paralysis this week. Being paralyzed by analyzing yeah. too much. Yeah. I think that that is one of the most common stumbling blocks to success is people just get so caught up in analyzing what they need to do. They need mm-hmm. to get everything ready. They need to like have everything set up perfectly before they get going. When in reality, you just need to get started. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Or you need to get started. And then there's the other side of analysis paralysis where people like overanalyze every little thing and then they change everything. Yeah. And then they try to overanalyze that and they don't really know what actually had any sort of effect because they changed too much at once. They're flip-flopping. And then it's, yeah. Yeah. So then you're you're just overanalyzing every which way, but you're not really making any sort of substantial change. Yeah. So Because you need to way, like have a big data set to be able to like really analyze. Like if you're going to really dive into analyzing everything, you need Mm -hmm. to like try out a certain thing for a while, see how it works so that you can kind of eliminate those variables that you can't control, like timing or whatever it is. Like you need to have a certain amount of whatever that thing is out there so that you can analyze it correctly and really get like an average. Right. To make your decisions on, but uh, before yeah. we get before we get too much into that, what? Oh my gosh, we forgot we how get, this yeah. podcast worked. We missed oh, two yeah, weeks and we forgot how this works. I know. Works. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got? Um, you, my friend, have a classic Miller Light. I've heard good things. <laughs> uh, here it's pretty popular. Yeah, I'm excited for you to try it. Yeah. Let me know what your thoughts are. Okay. I have a summer shandy. And where so, did we acquire these? Uh, my dad's little mini fridge, his little garage mini fridge. I didn't even know um, that was in here. Yeah. My parents are away for the weekend. We're using his shop as doing? we... They went to an alpaca farm, actually. Wow. That's, They're staying at like an Airbnb on an alpaca farm. That sounds awesome. I know. It sounds pretty... I'm surprised you didn't like weasel your way into that trip. <laughs> that sounds like right up your well, alley. Well, it's like an hour away and I did get an invite. So I might oh. pop over there on Sunday or something to pet some alpacas. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Uh, if I was you, I would be saying, I'll pack up my things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, but anyway, so they're away. <laughs> 
and it felt very like high schoolish to like steal my dad's yeah. beer. So yeah. I liked it. I like we went and it was a lot easier. It was we didn't have to go. We didn't anywhere have to make and, a stop. Yeah. So. Okay. And he's well, very good at sharing, so I don't think that yeah, he's gonna mind. He won't mind. And uh, yeah, I already opened mine and, and spilled, spilled it, it everywhere. Yeah, yeah you did. So. Cheers. Cheers to episode thirty. To episode thirty. What a what a time to be alive. Wow, this Miller Light is really good. Is it's good like a to local, like it. Yeah, local, yeah, micro local, brew. local brewery. Okay. Yeah, very exclusive. You got to pick it up straight from the brewery. Oh, uh, okay. Can't get it everywhere. Yeah, it seems it's very good. I'm surprised <laughs> that uh, hopefully Skip won't mind. But yeah. let's get into analysis paralysis. Yeah, I think that this is top of mind for us because at the moment we're really, really diving into, especially yes. our analytics on YouTube. Yeah, and trying to figure things out, figure out like what needs to change, yeah. how we can improve our content. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. that's really top of mind for us, and we're obviously doing that with other things in our business, like um, just productivity and how we deal with clients right. and on all that kind of stuff. So I think we can touch on a lot of that, yeah. and hopefully some people can relate. Yeah, and I think now that I. Now that I have worked here for almost a year, I have a good uh, data set on you my do. own. And I feel Uh-oh. like I feel like we go through, like in our, you know, back office stuff, we go through phases of anal- an- analysis, paralysis. I yeah, forgot do. the word. Um, but we'll go through a phase where we're like, we need to look at every single metric of everything. We need to analyze it. We need to be, you know, we need to know every single metric by heart. Yeah. And then, you know, we hit that really hard for a little while. And then we're like, then we back off. Then we're like, okay, well, at a certain point, we need to do what we want to do and yeah. kind of back off the analytics and kind of just take everything as it is and then go back into the analytic kind of mentality. Yeah, and I think like a lot of it is just trial and error. Mm-hmm. So we kind of come up with different strategies or ideas and, okay, let's try this one thing and really hit it hard for a while. Like yeah. when we first started doing YouTube shorts, we were like, let's do one every day for at least a month. Initially, I was so against it because I hate that short format on YouTube. Like YouTube is really the one place where you can upload long format and people go to watch that. So I hated that they were doing this short content and I'm still very iffy about it. I still don't like it, but I hate it. (laughs) We wanted to try it out. So we said, we're going to do one every day for a month. And we had some really good success with it. We had, yeah. I, I mean, our most popular video, the Tony measuring hack is up to like maybe 11 million views now, Yeah, which is crazy. Um, you know, it's not great for making revenue off of it or anything. You barely make yeah. anything off the YouTube shorts, but it has brought subscribers. It brings new eyes to our channel, which is great. But that was one thing where we really had to like dive in and give it a chance, mm-hmm. see how it works. And then we can sit back and say, okay, we did it every day for a month. Is this something that we really want to double down on? Do we want to continue at this rate, like making sure that this is a priority? Um, And I think we decided we're going to keep up with it, but it's not highest priority. We didn't see like this insane return on it. A couple videos happened to go viral, but um, for the most part, we thought, okay, we'll keep it as part of our rotation, but we're not going to like, you know, do this at the sake of doing something else that could push us forward. Yeah. And I think along with that, it goes with, um, I mean, that was just, it's a new thing that has launched, but also with all these like audiobooks that we're reading, yeah. it kind of helps shed some light on how important that kind of analytics are when it yeah. comes to social media. So um, definitely kind of lights a fire under your tush to kind of yeah get more into that side of things. And I, th- I think the thing that really scares people about this, like overanalyzing things is you get so into it and you can't come to a conclusive decision about which way to go mm-hmm. because you're like overwhelmed by the data, whether again, whether this is something data like on YouTube or Instagram, or it's, you know, just data within your own business, you get overwhelmed by it and it's hard to make a decision. Mm-hmm. But you know what's you know what's worse than making a bad decision? Making no decision. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> was that in one of the books that we both listened to? I think it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. But that was something that stuck with me. Like yeah. I get in that like mindset a lot of times where 
I'm like, I don't know which way to go. I don't know. Yeah. Should we do this? Should we do that? And it's really good to remind yourself, you're not going to know till you do one of them and either it works great. You made the right decision or it fails miserably. And you're like, okay, well that was the wrong one. Let me try the other one now. Yeah. But if you just sit in that like middle space and don't make a decision, you're not going to have any growth whatsoever. And you're just going to like delay. It's going to be like a slow death. You're just going to like kind of wither away, not making the decision. You need to make a decision. Might be the wrong one. Yeah. But then you pivot. But then you know what's wrong, and then you figure out yeah. the right one. Do you know what the... What's the guy that invented the light bulb? Thomas Edison? Yeah. And I'm not totally sure. I'm, I've heard stories that he kind of stole that invention from somebody else. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> you hear that about most things. Yeah. But he said, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 things that didn't work. Oh, I like that. So... Yeah. Something to think about. I think that's a great idea. And yeah. I think a lot of people say... Um, when they're talking to us about like their social media presence and how they, they want to grow it, but they're not sure. Yeah. Um, they're stuck in that phase of like, oh, I want to try it, but I don't know what to do. Or will I be embarrassed? Or yeah. like, I feel like that's another form of analysis process where you're just like overcomplicating everything. And then you get stuck in that. Um, like you're worried about what people think. And then you maybe you try and film something and then you don't like how it turned out. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot to people, too. Like just a more vague version of it. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think especially people that, you know, ask us for advice on social media and they want to do, like they just want to get into it more mm-hmm. and they look at all the stuff we're doing and they maybe watch our YouTube videos and they say like they want to jump right to that point where they, you know, are making videos that are getting a lot of views. Yeah. And that's like almost impossible like the videos that we started making out were horrible they were just so terrible but the only way to figure it out is to just get on there do it and Mm -hmm. you're gonna get better at it so yeah i think that is like people have that perfection mindset like they they don't want to go into it and start this unless they can produce this perfect result which is impossible right you need to just start somewhere and then work your way towards that. Yeah. But I think that's something that can be really difficult just with how much stuff is out there. Yeah. It's so easy to compare yourself to other people. Oh my gosh, of course. And you can't do that. No. Who should you compare yourself to? Yourself. Your old self. Yep. Yourself from yesterday. Yep. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> that person. Another, is that another quote from a book? I think, I think it is. And I think that's probably the thing I like the most about listening to audiobooks. It's not necessarily like I listen to something, pick up something super impactful, and I'm like, okay, we need to do this. There are yeah. there are some things that jump out at you that mm-hmm. are like that, but for the most part, it's just like stuff like this. Like I, I'm not sure which book it was in <laughs> that you know right. all these things are from, but now it's in my head, and it makes me think about it. Like yeah. I don't remember the book that was like, no decision is worse than a bad decision. I don't, I'm not sure which book that was even in, but obviously it stuck with me and it's something I think about a lot. So yeah, that's something that I really like about the audiobooks. Yeah. What are you, what are you listening to now? YouTube formula. YouTube formula. Yeah. Okay. We're back on that. We're back on that train. I think, I think I'm probably done on that for a little while. Oh, I've for listened real? to it like four or five times yeah. straight through. Yeah. <laughs> um, great book. Great book. So we're we're trying to really implement some of those things. Yeah, Look, trying to get real tactical. It's crazy how much analytical data you can get from YouTube Studio. Yeah, the back end stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that can definitely induce analysis paralysis for sure. Yeah, there's every metric you could possibly need. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and I mean, for aver- like the most people who aren't on YouTube, they probably don't know what YouTube studio even is, but it's just like all your backend information. You can look at every metric. We know how long people watch, how long, when when they they turn it off, what times people, what time our viewers are looking at the stuff, what countries they're from, what age they are. Yeah. Like everything you need to know. It's crazy. Like it's, it's basically everything except for the people's names. Like we know (laughs) a lot about the metrics. We do. So when you, when all of that is at your fingertips, it's hard not to just, like yeah. That's why I say we, we go in waves because I there have been a couple times since I've worked here, I've just gotten so obsessed with that stuff. And then it's like, 
okay, you need to back up a little bit, look at it yeah. more like completely and yeah, and it's it, but it's hard not to get sucked into the numbers. It definitely is. And, and like our that's that's YouTube for us, but you know other people's businesses they do that with like yeah everything financials or yeah. yeah it's easy to just get sucked in. Any aspect of it can have that same effect. Yeah, you know, there's like ten different things in your business that you need to look at data from, whether it's your accounting, it's your you know. Just, just anything, materials on a job site or how you lay out the project uh, efficiency-wise. Like You can really get bogged down trying to perfect it. Yeah. And I think the most helpful thing for me is to just focus on like one of those things at a time. Mm-hmm. So right now, we're really trying to enhance our YouTube videos and you know just reach a broader audience. And the thing that we're most focused on right now, I think, is audience retention. Mm-hmm. The first 30 seconds of a video, you have your biggest drop off. So we're trying to figure out what is it that can make people stay longer and watch more of it? Uh, mm-hmm. Because that can have like a, a compounding effect. If people, if 10% of people just continue watching and don't click off, that's a huge, huge wave throughout all your videos. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's something that's really top of mind for us right now. Yeah. When you, so so I know all about the the analysis paralysis with like social media, yeah, analytics and all that kind of stuff. But do you ever feel like I'm pretty hands off when it comes to financial stuff in the business? Do yeah. you ever? How do you feel? You're the one handling all that stuff. Do you feel that way about like financials? Um, I a little bit. I'd I'd say with the financials, in the past it's been more like overwhelmed, uh, just by. I guess the I used to be really just overwhelmed by the like the complexity of mm-hmm. what I need to do and how I need to keep track of stuff but I don't think it ever really kept me from doing a lot of stuff because I was a lot of the decisions I made in business were going to like hurt the bottom line for now so that we could take a bigger step forward later so mm-hmm. when we had gotten to a point where a lot of jobs were coming in. We were getting pretty efficient. We were building, you know, the projects were a lot smaller back then, but mm-hmm. we were getting pretty efficient at them and being able to charge a, a really good rate for it or reputation was built up. And then I decided, okay, forget all the financial stuff. Like if I look at that, that is going to tell me that starting a YouTube channel and filming every day is going to be a horrible idea. And when you look at it from a financial perspective, like day to day back then, it was horrible. It was a horrible business decision, but I was looking at it like this is going to be the next thing that propels us forward. Right. So I never felt like it held me back, but I was always overwhelmed by it. Um, and I think that's just where you need to have the right people around you, like find a good accountant that handles a lot of that stuff. Like, yeah, I don't need to, I'm not doing a whole lot of bookkeeping. Like ours are pretty simple. So mm-hmm. they handle our, our business credit card and our bank account and all that kind of stuff, do bookkeeping. Um, I can check in on QuickBooks online. It's very simple for us. So mm-hmm. make sure that you're like reaching out and, and if you don't have a really good handle on how to do that, you need to hire an accountant, hire yeah. a bookkeeper and make sure that it's, it's something that's kept up with. And especially with things like all the software that's out there now, if you have somebody keeping up with it for you, you can just sign on and check in and say, okay, I can pull up a PL right now. I can look at what our receivables are, what is going out. Um, and it's a really, it's a really, really important thing to do when you're making a lot of business decisions on pricing and, you know, buying equipment, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like when in my, in my past life, I was my role was part of the accounting team, which I did not go to account. Like, I don't know anything about accounting um, other than what I learned on that job. And I was always blown away by like smaller businesses doing their own accounting. Like, I feel like if you didn't go to school for accounting and you don't know like the nitty gritty, you should hire an accountant. That's like number one. It's so complex and like so nuanced that I can't even imagine being responsible for that kind of stuff. And And it's not that expensive. Like we have... They check in on it, uh, you know, intermittently. It does the year-end taxes. And I probably spend like five grand a year 
hiring an accountant and it's like the best money that you could spend because I don't need to worry about it. Like (laughs) I can call him and say, Hey, is this, you know, how do I categorize this expense? Um, is this a a write off? What? And also I can check in with them and we can forecast like, okay, how's the year looking? We should Mm -hmm. make a bigger estimated payment so that you're not left with at the end of the year, like a huge tax bill. Yeah. Because I've been in that situation a lot and it's scary. Yeah. Luckily, I'm not like a big (laughs) spender on like random stuff. But like the first couple of years, I was like, I have no clue how much I'm going to owe. And it could be like, you know, 10,000 could be $50,000. Yeah. Like three years ago, I had to pay $50,000 at the end of the year. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) good thing I have this. And I didn't like just go buy a truck or something. Yeah. Because it's crazy. Yeah, lots so, of people do that. and then So many people do that. And then they're like, all right, I guess I'll get uh, on a payment plan with the yeah. IRS. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want to be like in debt to the <laughs> IRS. That's never, hopefully I'll never have to do that. If I yeah. haven't had to yet, and we're just getting better at forecasting and like making those preparations. And that's with just checking in on an accountant, letting him handle all of that analysis. Mm-hmm. I just check in with him and he says, okay, I looked at your books. You know, this is going good. It looks like you might have more, uh, you know, income this year. So we should probably do a bigger estimated payment this quarter and just keeps, keeps, keeps everything a lot easier for us. We don't have, you don't want that shock at the end of the year. No. So sometimes you need to outsource your analysis. I was going to say, that's a great way to avoid analysis paralysis is just hire trusted people to handle the analysis paralysis for you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, what else you, is there anything that you felt besides like the, the YouTube numbers, like that you felt analysis paralysis in this business? Um, yeah, I think I would say that there's so much out of your control in a construction business, like timing and shipments and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're really at the will of other people and you kind of just have to make the best of the situation. So when I first started, I was like, we need to make all of this stuff faster. We need to like really get a handle on all this kind of stuff. And, yeah. I, and we've definitely improved in a lot of ways, but it's still kind of like hard to see it until you're in there where it's like, <laughs> oh, well, all right, we can't really adjust that because yeah. they're never going to, they're not going to get here any faster no matter how much you not with that scream or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I definitely felt analysis process with that. Cause I was like, just looking at every angle, like how can we make this faster? I'd Which say helped, but yeah, I think you need to have, so you need to have that mindset. Like, yeah. you know, there are a lot of unpredictable, uncontrollable things in this business, but you can't just like look at every single thing that is slowing you down and say, well, you know, well, yeah. I anticipated of, yes. that. Of course. So there needs to be like a it, balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and I it, think we've done pretty good at. Yeah. Right. Realistic expectations are absolutely a part of it. Yeah. But at a certain point, you can't just be like, you can't be like, okay, well, th- these things are taking too long because the shipping or whatever is taking too long. We're going to fix that. Yeah. You need to be realistic and be like, okay, well, I can't fix the shipping time. So yeah, the, the port, well, what we can do. Yeah. The port's all backed up or whatever. Yeah. Is that still so, happening? I don't know. You just kind of stopped hearing about the port. You stopped hearing about the port, but everyone's still talking about delays. Yeah. Which actually, I feel like our delays have gotten like back to normal pretty much. Yeah. Don't pretty much everything's, <laughs> everything's been pretty, yeah. pretty good for us this yeah. year. Let us know how, but, how materials and stuff like that has yeah. been for, for everybody out there because we've seen everything's gotten so much better this year yeah. with materials. We haven't had crazy delays or crazy back orders. Yeah. Um, yeah. We ordered a, um, a heated flooring system. Got there like two days. It was literally there in two days. And it's like a cut. It's not like a out the door thing. It's like a custom thing that yeah. you have to send the plans for and everything. And I was like, that blew my mind. I was like, I cannot yeah. believe that this was here in two days. They were a pretty good company to deal with. Yeah. They were really nice. Yeah. So should we give them a plug? <laughs> yeah, warmly name? yours, warmly yours, warmly yours. They were great. Yeah, they forgot to email us back the one day, and then the lady, <laughs> the lady was just apologizing yeah. so just over profusely, the top. like, yeah. "Oh, I cannot believe it." Linda was handling that, and she's usually so good. <laughs> she is really on top. I, she must be going through something. Yeah. She must be. <laughs> Uh, Poor Linda. Th- she was really, really apologetic, yeah. and I was like, honestly, it's really not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. We're not even installing it yet, so. Take it easy, (laughs) Pam, or whatever. Uh, 
I got some other but, stuff that I want to talk about. Okay, let's do Do you it. have anything else on analysis paralysis for now? Uh, no, we can, we can we go can, back into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we can go back into it if we think it's Something that's really grinding my gears. Ooh. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> it's really Ooh, this is a new segment. What's grinding your gears? <laughs> the, you know what's grinding my gears is so many people out there just want to be like a coach and a success mentor and like all this stuff, but haven't mm-hmm. like really done the thing yet. Yeah. And just want to like, you know, have this like shtick on, oh, this is how it's easy. I'm going to teach you how to make a seven figure business in one year. And it's like, I'm so, so tired of seeing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like so unrealistic. If one thing that we do is like, it's supposed to be hard. Like it's yeah. not going to be easy to start a business. And like, there's a million things that you don't know and you don't know that you don't know them till you get there and you don't know it. Yeah. And recently this, uh, like young hotshot guy, I don't want to get too, I don't know too much about the story. I don't want to like dime him out or anything. Mm-hmm. He's uh, seemingly getting dimed out by the law <laughs> right now, but he had even reached out to us about he's starting this software company about, you know, like streamlining things in your business. And mm-hmm. he's like a really young kid, like 19. And uh, and he's doing YouTube videos like this is how I, you know, we're going to do five million dollars in business this year. And this is how and just like all this over the top, like mentor kind of like just bullshit, really. Yeah, I, I, I'm so tired of it. <laughs> and then it comes out like he taking deposits and not doing the work and he had taken like $210,000 from a client on a $280,000 project and like nothing was done. There was like a hole in the ground where a pool was supposed to go and just (laughs) all this stuff. And he was like, I I think he was trying to be more of like a influencer success coach mentor than actually like running a business and I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, so when I saw that story, I was like so fed up with it because I remember he like reached out to me like, Hey, we're building this software. Like it's going to be really cool. And it was almost like a pyramid scheme kind of thing. It seemed like, like, you know, use this referral code and like everybody that you sign up, like, and it was going to be like insanely expensive. And it was just like ridiculous because even the most expensive like job tracking softwares are like 500 bucks a month. This was going to be $1,500 a month. And like this kid is making it with like a team of engineers. Like some of these companies are really big. They have like, you know, maybe 50 or whatever engineers working on this product. Like there's no way it's going to be three times better than the most expensive one out there. It's just insane and ridiculous. And it's like this whole 10 X mindset. And I don't want to like completely beat down anybody that's like a 10 Xer. Cause I don't know that much about it, but it just seems like a lot of these 10 Xers are just like, you know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of it. And did he sell any of these at $1,500 a month? I, it wasn't even like completed yet. Oh, it was okay. like, but I think there was like a wait list. What? And I think like he was taking like investors yeah, I was or like, say, was it like a crowdsourcing thing where I he think was it getting? was something, I don't know too much about it. Cause like I see stuff like that and I'm just like, this ain't this ain't my style. Yeah. Um, I don't know this. Yeah. I don't I don't vibe with this. And hey, you're a young kid or whatever. And, you know, apparently you're doing great in business. That's awesome, man. Keep it up. And part of me is like, is it like it is this this kid's fault for doing all this stuff. But mm-hmm. part of me feels like he's just caught up in that culture of like, oh, yeah. Oh, of course, you're going to have problems in business. But you just got a 10 exit and like, yeah, OK. Just sell the pools. Don't worry. We'll figure out how to put them in later. And it's like, you got to at some point be like, this is, you need to like have some skills. Like you need to have some experience to be doing this. It's, it's just insane. Yeah. And I feel like it's the modern, like not, I don't know that much about this particular person. So I'm just speaking generally about these people, but it seems like it's just like the modern version of like snake oil salesmen. Like, yeah. That's always been like a thing throughout history where you hear about these like famous con men. Yeah. And it's just that now they have the internet to like boast all this yeah. stuff on it. And it's like these people want to like, if the people are that successful running their business, they don't need to like become a success coach or whatever. Yeah. If their business yeah. is as successful as they claim, it's like, 
why like why are you putting so much emphasis on being like this coach and like doing courses that are so expensive yeah like it's just insane <laughs> it's insane like, uh, there's like you said if they're successful in their own business why like i feel like there are very few people in this world that are genuinely charitable and like are like man i'm gonna do whatever i can to help you so why are these people giving up their business to be like i'm gonna help you in your business it's only like, gonna cost you 50 yeah. grand <laughs> It's just, it's just insane. And we get people that reach out to us a lot that are like, Hey, do you do any type of mentorship or like anything like that? And I don't feel like I'm really qualified to be like somebody's mentor. You know, I could, I could, whatever advice that I could give somebody, we're giving it out on YouTube or we're giving it out here for free. That's, you know, not that I don't like think that that format can be beneficial and like somebody can bring a lot of value but it's always been a big sticking point for me, like to not want to go that route because I just feel like there's so many disingenuous people that are doing that and haven't really like walked the walk and are just like, you know, just like throwing out these bullshit, like, you know, just these like stupid (laughs) schemes and like theories on how you, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's really grinding my gears. Um, it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. That is, it is. It's like depressing. Yeah. It's depressing to hear about it. And also, I feel like it's just another thing that's like a like a black eye on the industry when people um, like yeah. hear these bad stories and then they're like, oh, all these contractors, they're just trying to be, you know. Yeah. It's just like it's another way to invalidate the industry. And yeah. People are already, already like, oh, contractors are like shady. They just steal money or whatever. This is just like another outlet yeah. for that to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, seem kind of shady. Yeah, and it is shady. It is shady. It's super shady. Everyone just needs to learn how to be chill. Yeah, everyone we always just say be that. chill. <laughs> yeah, why can't the world just be chill? Um, but it's, you know, the people, they're like, we'll teach you how to run a, a seven-figure business, no problem. And, you yeah. know, we'll teach you our systems and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of people that aren't meant to run seven-figure businesses. Yeah. There's a lot of people that aren't meant to run a business at all. Yeah. But they will, you know very willingly just like sell you this course and be like, go ahead, go on your way. We gave you these systems and I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of, there's some good in it and stuff, but like, and this is just I one think, bad story, but yeah, I just, the whole thing just gives me the heebie jeebies. <laughs> like you said, if, if, if these people are actually, if they have actually done it, if they ha- actually have, like there is so much value in mentorships for sure. People yeah. like gain so much. And we've talked about like, trying not mentoring people, but like starting groups, like, um, like, like mastermind, man, yeah. like just, so it's a group of people collectively sharing their knowledge yeah. and there is so much value in that. And if you have built this amazing business and you really feel like you have something to share with people, then that's wonderful. But like a lot of these people, it's like, okay, well, where's, where's your seven figure business? Where, why did you give up your seven figure business to now yeah. hawk stuff on the internet? Like yeah. what? What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of disconnect, it seems. There is a disconnect <laughs> there. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a bit of a rant by me, but it's just yeah. been like, I don't it's know. It's grinding your gears. I get it's it. It's grinding my gears. Safe and space. I just want to, hopefully, like, I never want to come across like, I know everything or I have it all figured out because that is like so yeah. far from the truth. Like, I want to willingly give away whatever advice I, you know, the, the few things I am good at yeah. give away that advice to people so that they can learn from it. I learned a lot of stuff from different people, mm-hmm. whether talking to them directly online or just watching their videos. So I want to like give back to that kind of like community yeah, and just, you know, give it back to people for free. Yeah. Not and like hey, everything has to be like a... It's almost kind of like we started a podcast, a free yeah. podcast to do that. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I'm not a business owner, so I don't have any room to talk, but I feel like at any stage in business, you always, like, even when you feel like you've reached a new level, it's yeah. it's still kind of like, you're still figuring things out. Yeah. Like, you don't, I don't, I can't imagine ever feeling like we've figured everything out and everything in our in the, this business <laughs> yeah. is perfect. Like, every new level, you're like, okay, well, now... Now what? New level, you know, new problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there are definitely people that have reached out and asked you questions and that kind of stuff. And you have shared your knowledge in that way. But yeah, to be like, to be like, oh, we figured we have found the secret yeah. and we are going to sell it to you for yeah. $50,000. Just Venmo us and we'll give you all the yeah, secrets. Just Venmo, that seems it. Like <laughs> Venmo it first and then we'll yeah. give you the secrets. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. I don't know. And I think 
there there is it feels like when you hear stuff like that that there's like a, a a disconnect of people that just really like value their craft and their word mm-hmm. and their like you know integrity yeah i think that's i think let's let's be on the positive side i think that is just what's top of mind because of this story that i right. heard and you know this particular thing but for the most part everybody that listens to this podcast very full of integrity full of integrity and yeah. uh that's enough on that probably what do you think yeah sure yeah i feel like i was in a confessional booth <laughs> i feel like i really got a lot of that out yeah and i just want to oh, hopefully yeah. hopefully we're we're bringing value to people and we're giving it away for free yeah. and yeah. i always find realistically when you do have knowledge or you know experience to share with people and you do it just freely it always comes back to you more yeah you always get more in return and yeah and every single person on this planet has something to offer other people like you can learn something from every single person on this planet you definitely can you definitely can a story comes to mind and i won't name names but someone looked someone else in the eye and said Two two very successful businessmen, one said to the other, "Oh, I don't have a single thing to learn from you. Why would I listen to you speak?" Yep. And I can't imagine ever having that mentality. Like every yeah. like I could look at anybody and think that I have something to learn from them because they have a wealth of experiences that they don't I have. didn't have. So yeah. of course I could learn something from them. That is an extremely unfortunate way to live your life, for sure. What being, not not the way you're. Yeah, I was gonna say I the think way I, that person. I'm a very optimistic way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to just like really think that, and I, I think that particular, I do, I do know, <laughs> I do know what you're talking about and who you're talking about. I think that you know sometimes, I I feel I find it hard to believe that somebody really thinks that like deep in their soul, deep but down. you know, their ego or pride or whatever. I don't can, know. I feel like people genuine. Some people. Some think people that. might. Yeah. 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 I think that man did. I think he might have too. I think he might have, but you know, it's, uh, I think that's where you really hit a roadblock and you, you're not going to level up when yeah. you, you think that you can't learn from somebody. How could you possibly level up if you already think you're at the top? Yeah, you can't. When your top is not, not somebody the t- else's top. Yeah, exactly. The top. Yeah. So, ah, glad we got that, <laughs> I'm glad we got that off of our chest. Uh, Whew. how deep are we here? 37 minutes. 37 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot to podcast. Or we forgot how to podcast. We did. <laughs> We're a little rusty. We are a little rusty. Uh, uh, I know we got some other stuff to talk about. Yeah. What do we got? <laughs> <laughs> what I do want to talk about is the job that we're on right now. Yeah. There is. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple things that are kind of giving me to circle back on analysis paralysis about this project is uh, we had really keyed in on the beginning of the year on scheduling. Yeah. That is whatever is beyond out the window. It's, it's, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. It was out the window before and now it's just like incinerated. The schedule is is gone. (laughs) There is no schedule anymore. It's insane. I hadn't looked Um, at the calendar like until like, Maybe like right before we started this job, I may have looked at the calendar and I just looked at it a week ago and I was like, this is laughable at this point. Yeah. We're months, <laughs> months behind. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. There have been so many things that have been added to this project that yeah. we're on. Yes. Every day, seemingly. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, seemingly. Uh, do you think that that is a good thing for us to be like, okay, we you know, you waited a long time for us to get here. You know, before you added this stuff, you were still spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So whatever things that you want to add on or enhance as part of this project while we're here, because this is going to be a forever backyard, we'll do it. Do you think I should continue to do that? Or I should say, hey, that's not what was contracted. We don't have time. Yeah. We got to walk. So. Peace. That's a funny question because like when we started this job, and they added all this stuff. I was like, Sean, you have to say no. Like, we have yeah. to move on. This is going to double the time at this project. And we already are, you know, we're a one crew team. Like, we can't, it's not like we can yeah. send guys elsewhere. Like, like 
we're on this job until we finish. We, you have to tell these people no, because they were adding huge things yeah. until you framed it to me like, like that's the, that's the good thing about our business. Like these people are going to get exactly what they want. Yeah. And the next people are going to know that they waited because they are also going to get exactly what they want yeah. when we're there. Yep. And we do stay until we finish. So it's like, we're there. Yep. You can, if you want to change something, you can change something. Exactly. And I think that that is a very unique thing to offer as a business. Most people, I think most businesses are just like, no, if you want that other thing, you're going to have to go back at the end of the line. Yeah. We'll give you a new estimate and we'll work from there. But I think that yeah. the way that we do things is already a little bit different. So that kind of just adds to the uniqueness of the business. Yeah. yeah. And it stresses me out. And I think that it's very um, stressful. <laughs> I, I try that, not to think about yeah. it. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to juggle because I kind of look at it like, like this is, this is probably the furthest that we've been like behind mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, but what I try to look at it is, and Anthony actually, the client came out today and they, they added something a little small. Um, <laughs> oh, they're just adding another TV and some outlets and oh, okay. stuff like that. Um, on the, on the thing that we already added with the, the wall and the, the bar and the banquette and okay. all that stuff. Gotcha. So that stuff was already added. Now he's adding, he wants TV with some outlets and stuff like that. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, we were talking kind of about like, it's almost like a, a joke now with the client. Like we got another thing <laughs> and I'm just like that. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, this, we want this to be like the best experience you've ever had. And aunt was like, Hey, you know, you remember what you felt like, uh, three months ago, four months ago, before we got here, like you were antsy to get started. We were a little bit behind at that point. Um, you know, you were just like dying for us to start. That's how the next client feels right now. <laughs> But I think it's more important to, at the end of the project, when you're completed, have the client feel just over the moon, like completely satisfied and happy with the whole experience yeah. rather than just have that like really good feeling in the beginning when you start on time. And then you're like just hopping around like, oh, we said that we were going to start this job on this date. So we got to leave your job because we're behind and go start this job and we'll dig footings and, you know, and then we'll bounce back to your job. And, you know, so I think yeah. our goal is to <laughs> our goal is our goal should be to get a handle on the schedule, <laughs> make some adjustments in the future yeah. so that we can like maybe anticipate these things a little bit more. Right. But have the client feel at the end of the project like they got our full undivided attention and that we weren't trying to cut corners to yeah. like you know speed out of there like we want and a lot of this comes down to me like i want the project to be as cool as possible right if there is a cool idea sometimes i'm gonna add it just to add it but if a client's like okay you know we want to add this thing and i'm like well you know not only is that going to make you happier You've already waited all this time. It's a huge project, whether we do this thing or not. Plus, it's going to make it cooler. Of course, we want to do it. Right. So that's a that's a tough that's a tough thing. And I think a lot yeah. of like smaller companies or solo operators can definitely relate to that. Like things added onto the project just blow up your schedule, and yeah. you get like you kind of have that like antsy feeling about the next client like because you know they're anticipating you getting started and they're excited yeah. and all this stuff so you need to find that balance of like keeping those expectations and and that next client happy and 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 all that kind of stuff but not sacrificing the current client's experience because at the end of the day that is what we provide so we want to be like we feel like when we're there we're like part of their family yeah for a while. oh yeah we are fully immersed in this family. <laughs> yeah, we really are. We really are, which is awesome. And we're having like so much fun there. Yeah. Uh, it's a great project and all that stuff. So every time they want to add something, I'm like, yeah, hey, why not? <laughs> you want to add this? Sure. Yeah. At this point, we're so behind schedule. You yeah. Know, what's the difference? The but, excitement that they have trumps the, um, the hardness of a conversation saying like, 
we're behind schedule and <laughs> yeah. your job's going to be started two weeks late or a month late yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it is worth it. And it really helped me put it in perspective when you framed it that way. Because at first I was like, this is awful. I hate this. We need to yeah. be on schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a scheduled person and this is driving me crazy. I think what we need to do next year to overcome this, uh, this predicament that we always find ourselves in. Um, it's like this every single year because people always add stuff, but now it's like, and we, we always continually add more buffer time to a project, but then the projects are so big. So each thing that gets added is just like crazy. Like this project literally doubled in size. Mm -hmm. It was already a really big project. Now it's like two really big projects in one. <laughs> so it's, I think next year what we need to look at is like leave some, like like don't overbook ourselves for the whole year. Like maybe book six projects at the beginning of the year, depending on the size and just say, this is the line. This is the project that's before you and like give that to our clients so they can see, you know, there's no timeline. It's just, you follow our progress. We're on this job now. Okay, next. And then you're the one after that. They can watch our social media. They can watch our YouTube. They know where we're at on our projects. Mm -hmm. So they can like anticipate it. But just doing any sort of like time frame is almost impossible at this point. Yeah. So that's something that when we break into that wait list that we have backed up, which that's another thing that kind of gives me a little bit of stress, just knowing that there's people waiting. Yeah. Just like... I don't know. And we couldn't possibly get to all of them if If we, we booked tried. all of these jobs, we would be booked for over 10 years. Yeah. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that we're really going to need to dive into like in the in the fall in, yeah. when we open up the open up the queue again. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably do another podcast on that at the at the time of and kind of give our plan for yeah. what we're going to do for that. Yeah. That'll be a TBD situation. That but. will be a TBD situation, but uh, a lot of things in life and business are. That's true. That TBD. True, yeah. You never know. I wonder how other people do it. Like, like I know that like there are deck builders that just they're great at scheduling because they're just yeah. doing like a, the same project over and over again, and they've got it down to science, which is great. Yeah. But like other similar companies, how do you think they do it? What's there? Uh, I don't know. What's if anybody's got any like really good advice for us. Uh, let us know. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. I think I think this is a very common thing in the construction <laughs> industry, to be honest, because there you're not just like making a product, selling it. Like yeah. there are when you're remodeling or building, there's so many unknown factors that it's almost impossible. I think some companies handle it by okay, we're so far behind, we just go out and hire more people. We get back on schedule. Once we're back on schedule and things slow down, we lay those people off. Like that's not how we really want to go about it. So it's tough, but I think that is some people's mentality. Yeah. You know, hey, we're we're super busy. We got all these jobs. Let's hire another sub crew. Let's uh, hire five more laborers. Let's you know do that. Yeah. But that's not really our goal, and I think our clients appreciate the personable experience that they get. Yeah. I'm on site every day so they can walk right up to me and say, Sean, we want to add this. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) sounds good. Let's do it. Um, So more to come on that in the future, I guess. Yeah. We'll let you know how we're handling it. or (laughs) If somebody messages us with some good advice, we'll share it with you. Yeah. Ah, that's a learning experience. That is a learning experience. Uh, I would say we're getting close to we're getting close to the end of the happy hour. Yeah, is it time for the? Uh, I think it's time. The secret question. Did you think of one? Uh, yeah, I just did right now. You did. But why don't you go first? Because you always make me go first. Okay. Uh, Do you have one? Uh, yeah, I actually thought of one on the right here. Oh, okay. The first time. First okay. time I actually thought of one. Out of your, it's coming up on a year uh-huh. at Premiere. A pretty premier year. Yeah, pretty, I'd it say. has been a pretty premier year. Yeah. Uh, what is something that you've done here that you're the most proud of? That's a great question. Thank you. I came up with it all by myself. That, that's yeah. a great question. Yeah. Um, because you've done a lot of different of. things. Yeah. You've done computer stuff. I've done. You've done so many stone things. stuff. You've done <laughs> paver stuff. You've done deck stuff. Yeah. You've done. You've kind of ran the gamut. So what? 
What's something that you did, completed, accomplished, whatever? That Are you asking for of? like a meta thing or like a specific tangible thing? Just a question. Take okay. it however um, you want. I think that the thing that I'm most proud of is I feel like I've really found a balance of doing like the business stuff that I was initially hired to do <laughs> and then also yeah. doing a lot of the construction stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty comfortable on the job site with like very little instruction now. So I think you that really are. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm proud of that. I think that I've come a long way in my construction knowledge. I think that, yeah. um, like I was pretty confident with going into it. I feel like I was, I was, I'm pretty handy and I, I have this very inflated self ego where I think that I can do absolutely anything that I Everyone set my mind to. Everyone should have that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should have that. So I did already have that going into it. Um, yeah. but I feel like I've learned a lot and I'm pretty confident with the amount of knowledge that I have now. Yeah. And I'd I'm confident. So. Um, when I was first hired, it was like kind of a new world to me and I wasn't really like we'd go to these shows and I'd be constantly asking questions and I didn't feel like I had a good knowledge base of my own because I was just like a little sponge soaking it yeah. all in. But and I feel like now because everyone was just like, and because everyone oh, was just talking like a, down to me. A lady. <laughs> Ladies also don't know because anything. of that. Yeah. 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 Um, but now I feel like I can really carry myself in this industry. Yeah. You can be like, totally yeah, what do you fine. think about those new boards? Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you see them? You get your hands on them. Oh yeah. Really eats through the salt blades, huh? <laughs> yeah. You can really just, you know, I can just, I can just walk chat the walk with the, uh, and talk the talk. Yeah. So I, but I feel like I like that. I love that. I have like a, like, I feel like I can talk business with the business people and I can also talk construction with the construction people. So yeah, I really, I'm proud of this balance that I have found because I love it. I think that it's, yeah, it, it really speaks to my interests. And I feel like when you love what you do, you excel at it. So I feel like I've really yeah. found this niche and I'm really ready to just hit it hard and, and continue and grow next year. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. It is. It is. And I think the thing that uh, has allowed you to do all of those things is like when you jump on the tools and are, and are out there building stuff, like you have a, a very like can do attitude. Like you can kind of like look at what somebody else is doing and like, you know, just ask the pertinent questions like, okay, mm -hmm. this, like some people are so crippled by, I need to be told every single step of the way, like, mm -hmm. you know, that's something I think you can't really teach. Like some people are that way and are just like, oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Let me, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um, if I have a question, I can ask, but some people are just like, okay, uh, I put the nails in the gun. Now what do I do? Oh, I, oh, I pulled the trigger. Okay. I did that. Now what do I do? Keep doing that. Yeah. Just keep going. You got like a thousand nails to put in. Some people are so like, they need like acute attention and direction yeah. at every like, so I yeah. think maybe that is uh, attributed to your ego. Yeah. You don't want to ask, you know, too many questions. Like, <laughs> Get out of my way. Yeah. I got I this. will figure this out on my own. Get out of my way. Usually my question is like, how can I like ruin this? So I don't do that. How can I absolutely oh. ruin this? And then you say, like the other day I, I was using the, this like the demo, the giant demo saw. And that was the first time I had used that particular saw. So I yep. was like, I was like, how can I hurt myself with this? And you're like, you can't really obviously just don't, no, you definitely hit. can. You totally well, can. I said that. I, you, That's you said bad like, direction. That's no, horrible no, no, direction. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I know how to use a saw, so I was confident yeah. in that way. I was Don't just cut saying, any like, part of your body yeah, like, off. What's different about this saw that could hurt me? And you were like, just don't cut your fingers off or cut your toes off. Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I just used it and it was fine. Everything was fine. That is good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't cut any parts of your body off and so, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You can still count to 10? Yeah. Perfect. Fingers and toes. Okay. Yeah. That would be 20. <laughs> well, I can count to 10 on my fingers or I can count to 10 on my toes. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that's great. All right. Well, that's a great answer. Thanks. Very good answer. Yeah. It's been a good, it's been a good year. I can't believe it's coming up on a year. I know. That is like really flown by. Yeah. Well, it'll be next, next month. Yeah. In August, it'll be a year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. But we, we originally talked about maybe me joining the team um, on Sarah, your wife's birthday, which was July 22nd. And that's in a couple oh, days. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Wow. Yeah, so it's been almost a year of yeah. in the works. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, okay, so your question. Um, do I have to answer my own question? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> you, you forgot how this works. <laughs> I already forgot. It's been too long. <laughs> what are you... 
how is that applicable uh, to you though? What do you? I don't know. I didn't. How uh, are you? What? I have nothing to be proud of. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> what are you proud of over last year? Or just in is general? that the question? I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> all right, pass. I guess. Yeah. No, that's don't not, pass. No. Uh, okay. What uh, over the past, the last year has made you proud? Okay, so just yourself? the last year. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, I would say we'll just keep it business related. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say sticking to our our goals, our goal chart has really, really worked well, and uh, you know, not a uh, no negative vibes. Yeah, no negative vibes <laughs> ever. I think that that has uh, we have a very positive energy on site now. Yeah, you know, we've really. Uh, I feel like we we really have a, a can-do attitude mm-hmm. on the job site, and I think that uh, that's something that I'm very proud of. I'm at least a little bit of a part of that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's what it is. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes <laughs> and problem solving and, and just having a can-do attitude because we're always doing new things. I mean, on this job, we're doing like, I don't know, 50 things that we've never done before. We're doing these huge bifold accordion doors uh we're doing just a crazy amount of so we're doing heated floors uh we're doing we're doing a crazy amount of stuff so i think that is the attitude that everybody has on the job site and that we've kind of cultivated that's what i'm the most proud of that's a really nice answer thank you thank you (laughs) i I appreciate that that. i I appreciate that (laughs) all right now it's time for your secret question what do you got yes sir what do you got Um, did you actually think of one I did in, in that second. It's kind of a silly one, but okay. We were both sick last week. Both yeah. of us had illnesses. Yeah. Um, what's your like? What's your comfort? What's your go-to when you're not feeling good? Uh, to ignore it and push through. <laughs> <laughs> I ignored it pretty good for a while. Um, hmm. But once it, after like I really like couldn't swallow anything. My throat was so <laughs> swollen, and I I still, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have went to work. Yeah. But. I can't help it. I don't yeah. know. So uh, I couldn't swallow anything. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> and that's when I went to the doctor and they were like, you got strep throat. Yeah. So uh, I would say probably, probably ice cream. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Probably ice cream. Yeah. That's a good one. I always heard as a one. child that ice cream is the best medicine. Yeah. And can't argue with it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely can't argue with it. Now that there's DoorDash. Oh, just DoorDash yeah. a, a pint, <laughs> just demolish that thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it makes you feel better, but it tastes good. Yeah. I mean, with strep throat, it's cold. That does feel really good. Yeah, but it was like pretty much like swallowing anything hurt. So oh. it wasn't that great, but mm. yeah, okay. it was still all right. All I still right. like ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream's good no matter what, whether you're <laughs> sick and it hurts to eat or you're not. So yeah. Uh, yeah. what... What's your what's your go to? Um, I I also love ignoring being sick. Um, yeah. And I tried. I even I didn't go to work. Then I did come to work, and then I had to not go to work. Yeah. Again, my ignoring <laughs> didn't work in that instance. Yeah. But um, so if I can't ignore it, then my answer is also going to be ice cream. Ice cream's great. But, uh, Who doesn't love yeah, ice cream? I feel like it really does help. And and to me i feel like that kind of stuff just doesn't count when you're sick like oh no of course if not. i if like with our sticker chart and stuff if i do eat ice cream it like makes me feel bad like i i yeah. feel guilty about yeah. it but when you're sick it's like free pass i can eat whatever i want yeah what's your go-to ice cream chocolate peanut butter chocolate peanut say. butter okay yeah. uh like what what like peanut butter cut like Reese's ice cream no what it's are we like talking? it's are we like chocolate and then it's got ripples of peanut butter in it what brand are we talking here I never um Haagen-Dazs Wawa's oh. got one but oh, Haagen-Dazs yeah. or Nellie Bly's down, like our local ice cream yeah, place they've down. got it <laughs> they, <burned laughs> down. they don't have <laughs> it anymore they do not have this kind yeah. of ice cream anymore but I bet when they rebuild they will have it again they will rebuild um, and they <laughs> will have it yeah okay okay but yeah other than that ginger ale Ginger I will, ale. I will just chug ginger ale. Ginger ale is, uh, it's something like I'll never, ever, like, on purpose drink ginger ale. Yeah. It's always just like, that's the only thing that's there. Yeah. Like somebody's like, ah, I got some ginger ale in the fridge. And you're like, ah, you know what? Yeah, I could <laughs> down a can of ginger ale. And then you drink it, you're like, so refreshing. Ginger ale is so, <laughs> so good. So nice, it is. Uh, but actually, now that I say that, I do 
probably my go-to drink is whiskey, whiskey and ginger ale. Oh yeah. So I do drink it in that setting a lot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was sick this time, I did lose my taste and my smell. So the ice cream hit a little different, but still ate it. But still good medicine. Yeah. (laughs) Still good medicine. But when Uh, you were when you were sick, did you really feel sick? Like you you fooled me. I thought you were completely fine. Like you lost your voice (laughs) and you just kept saying you were fine. So I was like, okay, Uh, I guess he's fine. I felt, uh, I don't know. I was, I was really, really, I mean, we had so much going on. Like I couldn't yeah. miss work. I couldn't. Uh, so yeah, I felt like, okay, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Cause like a lot of times, like sometimes there's more van time than there is belt on time. Yeah. But like the time I was sick, it was like belt on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that helped me ignore it yeah. uh, a good amount. But then my throat just like was so swollen that like it really hurt to swallow and then it felt like I had like cuts in my throat. So it was just really, mm. um, but besides that, I felt fine. Oh, I was gonna say you're a great actor. If you're like, yeah, you really yeah. fooled everyone into yeah. thinking you're fine. Yeah. But, well, all right. Okay. Well, glad we're never going to be sick again. We're never we going to be sick again. System, so. Uh, we're now immune to all sicknesses. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. And it feels like, feels like we're, uh, we're getting back on the bicycle. Yeah. We're back at it. We're back at it. <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else left to say? <laughs> I think that's it for this week. <laughs> I think next week we'll have a better, uh, we'll be in the flow of things again. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. be back. This we'll is be back on the episode. horse. Right now we're back on the bike. We'll be back on the horse <laughs> next week. And until uh, next time, this has been the hardworking happy hour. See you next week. For real this time. <laughs>